0: And welcome to Dialogue. This is State Senator Paul Levota of the 11th Senatorial District. And this is Dialogue with State Senator Paul Levota, where we do a little program where we talk about Missouri government, Missouri politics, and, uh, and the like, and all the things that are going on. Um, thank you for joining us. It's good to be back. We haven't been doing this for a while, and uh, I'm glad we're back. I'm, in fact, adjusting all my levels here because we're excited about the people that are with us. Huh. And as always, we have our friend and the Mayor Pro Temp of Independence, Missouri, Chris Whiting. Yay! Thank you. Thank you very Yay! much. Good to be back on Dialogue. I feel, feel like I've
1: been on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, I've been gone. I've missed it. I've missed my co-hosts. And oh, Thank you. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know, it's... New year, new start. I mean, this program was exceptional to begin with, but I think it's going to get even better in 2015. I agree. And
0: That's one my of prediction. the reasons it's going to be so good is our good friend uh, Courtney Cole's here. Oh, welcome. Hey. Courtney.
2: Hey. Hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad he's here.
1: This, then, is Courtney Cole. So, oh. welcome, Courtney.
3: Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Um, okay. Courtney is the executive director of the Missouri Senate Democratic Project. And a new year brings new challenges, a new election cycle coming your way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, That's right. A lot of
3: I'm looking forward to it. 2016 inter- is going to be a good year.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. I believe so as well. I think it's going to be the best yet. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, you know what we always like to do? What's that? Even, we even did this last year, is that we start with the news.
1: Now, the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. I'm Chris Whiting. This is your Weekly News Roundup. Kicking off our 2015 Weekly News Roundups, 2015 legislative session gets underway on January 7th. Legislation inspired by the events in Ferguson is expected to figure prominently during the 2015 legislative session, which gets underway January 7th and runs through May 15th. The August 9th shooting of unarmed black teen Michael Brown by a white Ferguson police officer and the months of protests that have followed have focused attention on a number of issues, including municipal court reform, use of force by police, and how investigations of excessive force are handled, as well as efforts to address racial and economic bias in the criminal justice system. Another key issue awaiting lawmakers is crafting a state budget for the upcoming fiscal year, with general revenue collections for the current fiscal year expected to fall about $470 million short Ooh. of what the Republican-controlled General Assembly had budgeted.
2: What?
1: It's also expected that lawmakers will take another shot at addressing problems stemming from an existing state law that allows students in unaccredited school districts to transfer to nearby accredited districts. Lawmakers narrowly passed legislation addressing the issue earlier this year, but... Governor Jay Nixon vetoed it due to provisions that could have allowed for public funding of private schools. Since 2013, Republicans have held two-thirds super majorities in both legislative chambers, By picking up additional seats during the November elections, the GOP has solidified its legislative dominance for at least another two years. Republicans will outnumber Democrats 25 to 9 in the Senate and 118 to 45 in the House of Representatives. With their increased numbers, Republicans should have an easier time overriding bills vetoed by Nixon, a Democrat. Although lawmakers overrode Nixon's vetoes yeah, on 21 right. bills and 48 line-item budget vetoes over the last two years, they fell short of reversing the governor on several high-profile measures on which a handful of Republicans sided with the governor. Republicans will now be able to absorb more defec... Uh, defections. <laughs> nearly had a, a bad slip of the tongue there. Oh, no, <laughs> accurate one. <laughs> about their legislation. <laughs> While still achieving the 23 Senate votes and 109 House votes necessary for a veto override.
0: Wow. That was uh, quite a news story. I had about a long one there. The things that were going on, uh, I've had the opportunity to speak with uh, the Independence Examiner, the Kansas City Star, Bill. Uh, and uh, I'll be speaking with the Independence Chamber Tuesday morning about what is going on in Jefferson City for the next session. Um, I even sent out a um, a newsletter explaining what I thought was going to happen. I don't feel very confident about um, what's going to happen in the legislative session, and it's the first time, I guess, in the—this will be my 11th General Assembly. Wow. The first time I have felt as— well, pe- pessimistic about how well we can get things done. Um, there is, there is uh, because of the issues in Ferguson, um, there is a, a deep divide between the legislature and the governor. Um, because of um, budget things, there's a deep divide between the legislature and the governor, um, with more power going to the legislature and the Republicans this time. I don't see us focusing on those important issues like uh, Medicaid expansion, um, um minimum wage and um some of the other things oh campaign finance reform i don't see any of it happen i think there's going to be too much of a um stalemate in jefferson city and not a lot of cooperation um there's there's partisan divides but there's also just uh branches of government divides too so i think ferguson and the budget will consume everything wow yeah yeah I don't know if you guys had thoughts or questions on any of that.
1: Well, there's just so Ferguson's huge. Mm-hmm. it's still in the news it needs to be addressed, but there are so many other things right in that the are state get... that
0: yeah well yeah. must be addressed I, I'm gonna be uh, you know I'm gonna be one that that will continue to say some of the things of Ferguson uh, where we have um, a inequality when it comes to rich and poor. We have bad school systems. We have ill-equipped uh, law enforcement. They all go back to tax policy. You guys have heard that lecture. Mm-hmm. But if we can tie this together as a symptom symptom as opposed to the root problem, I think we're going to be on the track to try to solve some of these things. But I don't see that happening. I see it as the governor did this wrong, the Republicans did this wrong, and back and forth as opposed to looking at you know, what causes such uh, civil unrest in our state. Um, and I think it's because of the lack of opportunity and the frustration that citizens have in their government. Well, so, and if
1: you can use that as a talking point to get you uh, back on what you think is important. But mm-hmm. you just talked about that tax policy. You've brought it up a lot, and that seems to be a root problem.
0: Well, I, I'm determined I'm going to be the broken record on the Senate floor. And I know that the people listening to the podcast are like, what's a record? But back in the day, you know, you had a record and skipped and it would be broken. But because we have, we as leaders have to begin to focus on those root problems. And um, we don't do that enough. I get that. But in these times of strife, we have to do that so the future can be better. I mean, there's another, and I don't know if it's in your, I don't think it's in their, your news story. But this, just this week, um, MoDOT um, submitted a study about toll roads. That's going to be a conversation where everyone's going to say, that sounds fine, but not in my district. Well, why do we need toll roads? Because we don't have enough money to pay for our highway system. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because we have bad tax policy. Oh, it mm-hmm. all comes back. Right. It all does. Yeah. And so th- get used to, I guess, Senator Broken Record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broken <laughs> iPod? Or a loop, maybe. Would the yeah. kids call it a loop okay. these right. days? Yeah, yeah. you're okay. like
3: a vine. You can just yeah. keep going. Yes.
0: There Senator you go. Loop. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: He's like a gif.
0: Yeah, he is a gift. You're
3: like you're a gift.
2: I thank you. Yeah. I don't know what that means. You're a repeating gift. You just continue yeah. to repeat. You never stop.
0: Yeah. So, th- so it will be interesting. And that starts next Wednesday. The, the new senators and reps will be sworn in on uh, at noon next Wednesday.
1: Well, speaking of things that won't be focused on in the next session, <laughs>
0: GOP leaders say
1: Medicaid expansion off the table. The top Republican legislative leaders say expanding Medicaid eligibility in Missouri in order to leverage billions of dollars in federal health care funding won't be on the General Assembly's agenda this year. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported on December 29th. Senate President Pro Tem Tom Dempsey, a Republican from St. Charles, and House Speaker Designee John Deal. Deal, a Republican from town and country, each told the paper that Missouri voters registered their opposition to Medicaid expansion by electing more anti-expansion Republican candidates during the recent elections. As a result, Dempsey said expansion is off the table in Missouri. Under the Federal Affordable Care Act, states can expand their Medicaid eligibility threshold to 138% of the federal poverty level, which translates to an annual income of $32,913 for a family of four or $16,104 for a single person. And the federal government will pick up the full cost of expansion until 2017 and at least 90% of the cost thereafter. Medical and business groups in Missouri have been pushing for the expansion for the last two years because it would pump more than $2 billion a year in federal funds into the state's economy. Even though such groups predominantly support Republicans, expansion was a non-starter in the GOP-controlled legislature in both 2013 and 2014. The Post-Dispatch cited the Missouri Hospital Association as saying two rural hospitals have closed and more than 1,800 jobs have been lost in the last six months in Missouri as a result of the financial pressures placed on hospitals by the state's failure to expand Medicaid.
0: Now, I'm the... I guess Senator Don Quixote, I guess. <laughs> I have, um, Go get that windmill, yeah, Senator. I have uh, the Medicaid expansion bill I'm in- introducing again for the third time. Straight expansion, uh, moves the program up to 138% of poverty, leverages that federal money that Chris just talked about. It would pump more than $2 billion in-, in a year. And uh, I feel uh, from a tax policy point of view and from a fiscal oh. responsibility, we should bring that money back to Missouri for the benefit of Missouri citizens. That's the purpose of this. And it would cover 300,000 people, and it would also help these rural hospitals. Um, And I agree with the President Pro Tem. The people voted for anti-Medicaid expansion people. Mm -hmm. You may Uh ask the question, why is that? Why is that? Well, I can tell you one reason. One reason... I'm going to put this on the table. Okay. One reason they may be against it. Sure. I get that. The other reason is that medical and business groups in Missouri that have been pushing it contributed and pushed candidates that were against it, against their own self-interest. Well, that seems counterintuitive.
3: Well, but they did it.
0: But but they did it. And the reason they did it is because it was a Republican wave year and they wanted to be with the winning team. Yep. They didn't want to push their issues. They wanted to say they won. So it'd be just like if you're out there rooting for the Chiefs okay. and the Oakland Raiders are winning, all of a sudden you're for the Oakland Raiders because you want to be with the winner. So I'm kind of a bandwagon. I can guy. tell you this right now, yeah? part of my grammar, what? I ain't ever going to be for the Oakland Raiders. Wow. I mean, ain't's not a word. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Okay. And I defy you to ever see me root for the, uh, the uh, San Francisco Giants because it's not going to happen. Okay? Okay. All right. All right? Right? Cuz you need to you need to support your home team, but more than that. You have to support the issues that are good and they should support people who support the issues that help Missourians or, or at least help them or at least help themselves. Right. That's the crazy part. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that will be an interesting how I don't see how he could there.
3: use that reason that oh, more people won who are against Medicaid expansion as the reason then for why they shouldn't when we don't have any campaign finance limits in this state, and our elections are literally being bought. Mm-hmm. So, and there's really not that great of a turnout of people who That's are true, going right. and participating in these elections. And so, I don't really think it's even safe for him to say that Missourians don't want it because when the state is polled overall, it shows that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just feel like they're being continually irresponsible with our health care, they're not providing us any options other options or solutions, they're presenting none. Right. They'll st- say that they will, and then months will go by and nothing will develop. Mm-hmm. There won't be anything. So it's, you know, they're they are lying to us while also keeping us further behind.
0: Well, it, and one of the interesting points, too, is that it says uh, the Missouri Hospital Association is saying the two rural hospitals have closed.
3: Mm-hmm. They're closing okay. rural hospitals. Those are them.
0: hospitals that do, do not have a senator who supports – Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. Right. They're against Medicaid expansion, they're senators. Yeah. So their dogma and uh against this because it only really only because it's Obamacare mm-hmm. have closed probably the biggest employer in their district. <laughs> Crazy.
3: But they're not being held accountable for it.
0: Right, because because you know? of the of the
3: No Obama is to blame then. See? Uh-huh. The hospital closes That's and they right. say, Oh, well it's Obama's fault. But it's uh-huh. not that it's Obama's fault because if they would have expanded the Medicaid, then they would have got the funding that was needed in order to keep the hospital right. open. And the people who are and voting they were for grown th- jobs. Yeah. And the people who are voting for the majority party to continually supermajority lead this state, you know, are the ones who are going to suffer because in the rural areas they're going to have a hard time finding a hospital. That's
0: right. That's right. You're absolutely right. I would like to Sit down and have coffee with you sometime and, oh, and talk more about this. We should do that. That'd coffee with Courtney.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad there's a vo- There's at least one voice of reason. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, lawmakers uncertain about spending restrictions. <laughs> Although Missouri voters recently granted the General Assembly the constitutional power to overrule budget balancing actions taken by the governor, some lawmakers say it's questionable whether they can exercise that power to reverse some of the roughly $700 million in unilateral state spending cuts Governor Jay Nixon imposed earlier this year, the Associated Press reported on December 29th. The Missouri Constitution grants the governor broad powers to maintain a balanced state budget. And until recently, such decisions weren't subject to legislative review. At the November elections, however, Missouri voters ratified Amendment 10, which allows lawmakers to block the governor's budget withholdings with two-thirds majorities in both legislative chambers. The amendment, which passed with 56.8% support, took effect in early December. House Majority Leader Todd Richardson, Republican from Poplar Bluff, sponsored the legislation that put Amendment 10 on the statewide ballot. Richardson told the AP... It's, and I quote, an open question, end quote, as to whether Nixon's budget actions are subject to review since they were imposed prior to the constitutional change. Oh, interesting. However, Senate Appropriations Committee Chairman Kurt Schaefer, Republican from Columbia, says Nixon's withholding of spending authority approved by lawmakers amounts to an ongoing action, making his actions subject to Amendment 10.
0: I I really don't see us using Amendment 10 to override very many things. I really don't, especially this budget year when the governor vetoed most of the stuff and we overrode them. Maybe there'll be some things that on the that he vetoed then they over but I just think we're going to go into a new budget year and we're going to figure that out. Jordan. And I don't think we'll use this a lot. I think the governor's going to withhold things after we're not there anymore. So we're not going to It'll be to be there we'll to vote us. on it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You right. have
3: to use part of your veto session to do it. If they're going to,
0: yes, yes, mm-hmm. but by that time he may release him or or whatever because mm-hmm. he you know he's he if he's not someplace else um, he's usually there in Jefferson City doing these things when we're out of session.
3: Yeah, well, I guess now if this you know if, if Amendment Ten is going to take effect, which it will,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: then at least there will be hopefully on the the legislators side a way to, for them to have to defend the numbers right. as to how they're going to to fund whatever it is that they're overriding. We can only assume that they will do that based upon past actions, right? Because they're very clear about their numbers and.
0: <laughs> well, I, at least this year we have we're going into the session with a, a agreed upon consensus revenue, which we didn't yeah, have last year. That's true. Oh, so that's that, nice. That is. Uh, that's progress, I guess. Yes. 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 All right. Yeah. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Way to be responsible. So we're gonna
0: have, we're in an interesting interesting session with all these. So stay tuned to the dialogue program to <laughs> hear the latest. Stuff. That's a teaser right there, yeah. my friend.
1: Yep. Hey oh, and you know what else that is? What? That's your weekly news roundup <laughs> brought to you by the good folks at
0: Liberty Realty. Good. Wonderful. Um we have not done a dialogue program since July the eleventh. And that was a July. No I'm sorry. Way. No Why way. did I say July? What's wrong with me? We December. did one
3: when we were in DC.
0: December eleventh. I don't know mm-hmm. what anyway, I'm th- I'm thinking too far ahead here. And it was a great program because Chris was <laughs> it was a... So I've heard. It was a we were in the lobby of the um Capitol Hilton Hotel in D C because we had meetings up there. Courtney and I were there. There was some person being loud that you were. They were annoyed driving me with.
3: crazy. Yeah. Well we were in the office section and so there were all these ladies mm-hmm. that were like cackling and moving chairs, and just, you know, just dis- complete disregard for what was happening in the other area. Mm-hmm. But so it, it was fine, it was fine. We
0: just kind of gave a report of the when we were in DC, the, the meetings with I just uh, think it's cool. The show went on the road, That's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we successfully did it on the road. yeah. The, the Planned Parenthood conference, the meeting with uh, um, Congressman Cleaver, the meeting at the White House. See all the uh, things. And then we didn't talk about this, but a, a really important meeting with uh, uh, Sirius XM. Got to talk to Ron Bennington and Fez Watley about their input on some things and, you know, some future for this. I'm
1: excited the, to see the outcome of this. Future,
0: future of, the, uh, of the podcast. And, yeah. You know, they're, they're a big uh, satellite outfit. and uh, they Oh, have, yeah. Do you still have that or?
1: The Sirius XM yeah. radio I sure do. Right. Yeah. When I'm not listening to dialogue, I'm typically listening to Sirius XM. Okay. But I'm not a terrestrial radio guy right. anymore. So
0: that's well, yeah, what I listen because to. Because you're 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 under ninety years old. Um <laughs> and that's uh, true. I guess um the the, the week after that, I, I don't know how to get into this guys. Yeah, I know. This is um toughie. that the uh, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh was in Jefferson City for meetings and got a call um in the morning and we was actually with my brother Phil and my brother Steve and we came back and uh he had gone to the Democrat Committee Christmas party at the well. <laughs> and he had to go to the well because, you know, his best friend, his late best friend Bob Llewellyn sure. is his son's own that so he had to go to the well. Yes. <laughs> He came home and sat down and passed away. And um, what's interesting about all of it is not only that he was my dad, is that <clears throat> we do the dialogue program because he told me to do the dialogue program. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I've said many times, there was a program called Dialogue with Lytton, who was a congressman who died tragically in 1976 in a plane wreck. But one of the... Um, it was so much fun. He would talk about how Jerry Litton would talk to his constituents once a month and tell them what was really going on. Interview folks, tell them what's going on in Congress. And then um, I'm working in the Capitol, and I get a call from someone putting together a documentary about the Litton program, and they said, "I think your dad's in this." <laughs> and uh, so they invite me to go down and see the the documentary. Chris went with I, me. I, I rode
1: along. It was fun.
0: And we're sitting there watching it, and then all of a sudden this young, handsome guy in his <laughs> leisure suit <laughs> is asking a question to Congressman Linton oh, yeah. about propane gas.
1: He was nothing but <laughs> polyester and swagger when he, he got was. up there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, uh, with that, he um, you know, always inspired me to go into politics with his early involvement as city councilman. And, um, I mean, he inspired you to be a city councilman as well. Um, I, I'm honored and humbled
1: to be part of Sam's legacy. And, yes.
0: And, you know, just a little sidetrack. Um, we wanted to make sure he was buried with the city pin, and I couldn't find it. And you, right. gave, me, you gave me the city pin to put on him. Yes. And I found a city pin to give you. Oh, you uh, did? So I'll, bring, I'll that. bring that later to give you. Oh so wow. You can, you can have that and Cool. Um,
1: that that was so cool for me to walk into the wake wearing my my city seal pin mm-hmm. and give it to Sam and I'm thrilled that it Yeah. He got to be buried with that. Okay. And wow. I can't believe you found him. Yeah. I'm
0: So, um, the other thing about, you know, we started doing the dialogue program on the radio and he was our sponsor. Mhm. <clears throat> He's the good folks at everybody knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've let everybody uh, behind the curtain now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the calls he would get, he said he was always worried about all the. He had to hire people to answer all the phone calls
2: <laughs> after
0: you would do after you would do your your uh, advertisement. Well, calls I'm sure would just there was come in. yeah
1: quite a wave of new customers. <laughs> yeah. um
0: And he would. Uh, listen to this and I and I we always would joke about we knew we had one at least one person <laughs> listening and uh I set up his phone and he listened to the uh the program and um he he was <clears throat> so good at being there for people and I don't mean like uh financially necessarily I he was there financially for me but he was just encouraging he was so non-judgmental even though he judged people, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. He he was he, he he believed that I could do anything, and he told me that. And <clears throat> a fearlessness of of wanting to run for public office came directly from him. And um, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. I'm. It's still been what two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. weeks, yeah. And I'm still processing that. Um. My buddy, my my good friend, is is I'm not going to be able to turn to him and ask him about some of these things that are going on. So um, I do know he would want me to keep going. Oh, you know? for sure. And um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can dive in here and maybe ask some questions <laughs> or, or something.
1: <laughs> well, this is um, – it, it was so unexpected. I
0: brought, I brought I, the eulogy I, just if we wanted to point out anything here. Um <laughs>
3: Well, that's a great eulogy.
1: Yeah, the, the service was beautifully done. Yes. Um, Phil, your brother, did the eulogy, and it was fantastic. And as your dad would want it to be, it was a full Catholic mass. And, mm-hmm. and the ritual of it was beautiful mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh,
3: so many people. I mean, so many people were there. It was great to see, you know, how mm-hmm. many lives he had touched. It was good.
0: I. I also had planned... <clears throat> that thursday that we were going to interview him for this that's right yeah you know, yeah um just so i knew a little bit about his background stuff but i knew it all already mm-hmm. and, and i now remember it all and um my daughter sang at the funeral um ave maria that's the only thing he said he ever wanted at a funeral is his granddaughter to sing she did a great job oh boy my, did she my brother phil who's who i who is the leader of our family um did a great eulogy um, and you know, my dad, uh, was really a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He was, he liked to rib people. And one, mm-hmm. one way you knew that he liked you is when he teased you. Mm-hmm. And I, you never know that it's, that things are happening that you'll remember for a lifetime, but we're, um, on an airplane and the stewardess walks by And my dad stops the stewardess and says, "Uh, that guy right there, and he's pointing at Chris, is not my son. Just in case she was wondering. Just in case she was wondering. (laughs) And in the eulogy, my brother Phil has to say, "Oh, Chris Whiting, you were dear to him and you were not his son. (laughs) (laughs) I I
1: loved that little ongoing thing we had. Not only the stewardess, but I remember, (laughs) I don't know why this is, one time you and Phil and Steve, your brothers, and I and your dad were traveling and... For some reason I was the one that, that got to help your dad through the TSA screening.
0: Sure. So, oh gosh! <laughs> you guys all
1: ran in the opposite direction. So I'm I'm helping your dad with his shoes and helping him get through and, and I was pushing him in a wheelchair and as I'm down on my knees putting his shoes on, he stops a TSA agent who is not the least <laughs> bit interested in us to say to point down at me as I'm putting on his shoes and say, Hey, this guy's not my son, just so you know. <laughs> Which, uh, no,
3: all my sons are walking Yeah, they're, yeah
1: they're, yes, yeah. <laughs> <I've> left, yeah. <laughs> they're all over at uh, Auntie M's getting a pretzel, and uh, this poor <laughs> schmuck is down here putting my shoes on. <laughs> so, I yeah, you were the
3: servant.
1: Lots of, uh, lots of good laughs and memories with Sam, but really his, uh, it's so funny you've told the story before about him what was it uh thirty fifth street he wanted sidewalks on, or yeah, and so he got into politics that's right to make a difference in his community he
0: he moved he moved to independence um and um the right there it was Oldham school mm hmm and I think it was his nephew had to walk and there was no sidewalk, so he ran for office or started getting involved and then ran for office um and his father told him, "Oh, you'll never win because you're Italian." <laughs> and back in those days, um, they did an anti-Italian thing against him, and yeah. you know oh, wow. all this stuff. And he ran, and then he lost, and then he ran for something else and lost. And he continued to be completely proud of me, even though those times I lost. Yeah, and that's that's a real that I mean that's an inspirational person to me. You know, who someone who. Yeah. Cares about you that much to do that. And, um, he never gave up when he should have. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that quality. Um, and the other quality is I just did try to make light of things and make people feel comfortable. I, I feel like I, I gained that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we haven't been here in a while. And we'll continue and I'll continue to the service. I got so many, uh, well wishers. Um, <clears throat> it it's interesting that the the people that contact you when people um someone close to you passes away especially unexpectedly mm-hmm. and um, i've got you know my colleagues um have sent flowers and uh senator walsh came up for the funeral senator curls was there for sure wrote a nice letter about <clears throat> her thought that i was so good because of him I should show it to you sometime. I would love to see it. And and I get a call from Senator Eric Schmidt, who is on the other side of the aisle, on the other side of the state. But it was really nice of him to do that. It's amazing those things that uh, that come up that you think. Hmm. And then you know we had a visitation. A lot of people and I'm like, why is he here? You know, there's <laughs> a couple <laughs> people like that too. <laughs> I, uh, can I share one story from the eulogy that yeah, I particularly please enjoyed. Do. Please do.
1: Um, and I guess it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Your dad said, hey, we need sidewalks. So he runs for office to put sidewalks in. He doesn't do it for accolades or for self-promotion. He does it to solve a problem for someone. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories Phil told was having your dad's cell phone mm-hmm. after he died. And the phone rang, and he got a call from this young man. And I was looking here. I think said his name's Aaron. And he was asking about his ride, and apparently your dad had been giving him rides to uh donate
2: blood yeah or is bone it? marrow oh, where's
1: that yeah donate yeah. his bone marrow, yeah yeah, and it wasn't something he told people about right. he didn't brag, hey, look what I'm doing a good thing he mm-hmm. just did it did it yeah. right he just did it, yeah, and uh that that one got me mm-hmm. that's just a a beautiful story of the kind of kind of uh unassuming person your right. father was unassuming. he didn't carry airs about him right.
0: Not judgmental. No, not at all. He was just Sam, right? And never, never thought he was above or below anybody. Yeah, and that's it's a great characteristic. So, yeah, Um,
3: I really liked the the participation in his church. I mean, here we were sitting in the church, and they, you know, Phil explains that this is the church that he helped found the children's program, and they built this, you know, beautiful church, and it was really cool. I know your dad was very, uh, you know, he had his. his
0: table set up, right? Yeah, St. Joseph's Day table. He <laughs> yes. would do it at his house.
2: Right. And well, you know, you,
0: here's a, another funny part of that is um, many years ago the at St. Mark's Church, I was asked to do the preschool, Sunday school. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> and the lady said, well, you know, your dad started the, the preschool here. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> and so... I asked him about it, he goes, yeah, you know whatever, well, then <laughs> we know, go meet course. with the, we meet with the priest for the funeral, and I mentioned this to the priest, and he's you know looking, and so I had a lady come in, Joyce Arthur, mm-hmm. come in, and she told the whole story oh cool that um you know the other other churches had this, why didn't we have this, So he started doing that. My brother said no idea. <laughs> They had no idea wow. that he did that. <laughs> and I like the way Phil put it when he explained it was maybe it's because he had four little sons he wanted to <laughs> you know get he out, wanted to
1: enjoy church. <laughs> enjoy yeah. church. Yeah. Ditch them for a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: But those things go on and on and um and that's that's the type of impact that we don't realize that we have at the time that mm-hmm. um is important. So yeah. um anyway I, I think it I couldn't have Continue to talk to constituents in this manner without mentioning that. Of course, you know, I mm-hmm. just couldn't have. So um, there we go. Yeah. Now, who wants to follow up on that? <laughs> <laughs> what else? So, what else has been going on? Oh boy. Well, um,
3: I've been eating a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we've gone through the the, the New holidays, Year
1: days, the New Year. And uh, while that's always fun, it's so exhausting.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's like a I, job. Yes. But you pay money for it. <laughs> yes, you, know? you you
1: give all your money away right. to work so hard. Yeah, <laughs> New Year's Day. I wasn't out that late on New Year's Eve. I probably got in bed by 1 o'clock and I slept till 9 o'clock, had a bowl of cereal in bed, went back to sleep until 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: A just exhaustion. So glad that that's over and to get back to regular work at city council. We've been off for a few weeks mm-hmm. with the holidays. So we will Monday at the fifth will be our first meeting coming back in the new year. And we've got a couple of exciting things happening that I'll touch on. And there will be more to come on both of these. But one, uh, we'll begin the process of interviewing for a city clerk. It's a very oh, right. important position for the council and for the city. This is the person that will interface with citizens who have records requests, and we need somebody who's not only good at parliamentary procedure and making sure we're running our meetings correctly, but also understands Sunshine Law because that's so important that we follow that to be transparent as a city and follow it to keep us out of trouble and and uh, expensive lawsuits, mm-hmm. potentially, that can eat up tax dollars. So <laughs> we're going to be hiring for that and beginning that in the middle of January, and then uh, also The city manager's office and Independence Power and Light just released a study on renewable energy and some of the efforts that we're going to begin taking there. And that's been picked up by the Examiner, by the Kansas City Star, and it looks like we're seriously looking at uh, solar farming and some other options for renewable energy, which I I think is good.
0: That's great. You want to talk about the Independence Center? Oh, we could talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it, it shows good police community work. I have
1: been impressed with with our police department and with our police chief in in the handling of potentially um, explosive situations. Uh-huh. And yeah, a couple of weeks ago something happened. I I'm, I'm getting calls from people, "Hey, they've closed off 39th Street around the Independent Center mm-hmm. and there's little snippets of news being released. There's been some kind of disturbance at the Independent Center." Comes down to it, the social media, some kids Groups of kids said, Hey, let's meet at the Independent Center. Right. Um, you remember,
0: they did that? Was it maybe not last summer, but the summer before at the Plaza? At the Plaza. That's right. Right, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the, it also happened the same night at the Independent Center, it happened in a mall in Pittsburgh and somewhere else. Okay. So there was some kind of a, an effort on social media for people to come together. Um,
0: was it that of an effort, or was it just the day after Christmas, Friday night?
1: Well, I don't know. You know. There were there were tweets and things going out uh, among groups of kids, and they they came and they showed up either to hang out. There's some people that say, well, it was to to stage protest. Then there were some kids that got unruly. Mm-hmm. No arrests were made. The police handled it all. There were nobody injured or taken to the hospital. They got everyone to to uh, disperse, go home peacefully, and everything was everything fine. Everything was fine. And and the best news. From it, I heard, was the next day. Independence Center reported that there was no decrease in the amount of traffic that they mm-hmm. had anticipated for that time of year, and people were just back to shopping well, because and-
0: they handled it. They made the the unruly teenagers, as we know they are, mm-hmm. to go on their way. Right? What? Yeah, yeah. And go on their way with no excessive force. Right. And we know that teenagers, too many of them, get together. There's there's unruliness. We yes. just know that. Right. Right.
1: You may have been unruly
0: when you were a teenager at times. I, well, I don't know. Okay. I'm not asking for yeah, you okay. to divulge all right. anything. Good. Thank you. Thank you. But the, the, the frustrating part was the media. Yes. You know, and they, yeah. they, they, they were they were just so desperate. They wanted that to be such a story. They wanted it you to know? turn they into something it to be, big. They wanted to be Ferguson Part 2 protest. But even the Ferguson protests were not at a mall. Right. They were, they were, in, front of, they were in front of the police that they're upset with. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and I think so often any type of organization will tend to take on the characteristics of its leader. And our police chief Tom Daly is cool, mm-hmm. calm, collected, mm-hmm. in charge, in control. But he's not—he's uh, not one prone to outbursts or yeah. anger or flying off the handle. And I think that's reflected all the way through our department. We have a yeah. lot of great officers in Independence, and we've had people from other departments coming here for years because they want to work for right. the Independence Police Department. So hats off to them. Yeah.
0: So I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, there. not I at ju- all. I just think they handled it. And You know, I, again, I don't know all the details of it, but because a teenager's unruly doesn't mean you put him in jail right. either. You know, that was a yep. decision they made too, mm-hmm. you know, where they showed they showed force but also they didn't show over force. Right. You know, is that a right. word?
2: Sure. Well,
3: sure. We know what you
0: mean. They <laughs> maintain they force. maintained the safety yeah. of the area.
1: If there were any threats, they they made sure that they were gotten rid of without using excessive force. Right. And then what news outlets, in my opinion, had hoped could be an ongoing big story right. died after a day right. because there was After an room. hour, really. Wow. There there mm-hmm. was nothing uh I don't know what the word is, nothing scandalous yeah. to report on.
3: Mm-hmm. Or
2: continuing. Wow! Right.
0: It's like a... teenagers yeah. unruly. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Wow. Unruly Breaking news. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Riz. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. What's been going on with you, Courtney? What can you tell us?
3: Well, um, I've been celebrating. There have been mm-hmm. a lot of things regarding the holidays, and that's been t- pretty much consuming my time for the past week or so. But. Um, I've also been continuing to work and to plan. And I'm like that that person who, when it gets to become a new year, I start thinking about, okay, yeah. here are all the things that I wanted to do and how can I work them into my schedule so that I can start making movement on them or else I'm going to have to let them go. And I really, like, don't want to let things yeah. go. I have a tendency to be a big list maker and stick to hmm. it. But um, anyway, so I have a lot of exciting things that are happening, both um, as an activist and then also with um, – the different positions that I have, uh, and working with the different candidates. And so, uh, I'm really excited about that, about getting this new year going. And, um, you know, we're not looking at state races, you know, in this next year. And that's nice to be on the, on the end where you have time to plan. And, um, I guess I just really want to be able to use every minute I can, because I know that we, we need it. We need I know
0: it. you will. We, for, 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 if anyone listens to this, um, <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, we need to talk about our idea for yes. for moving Missouri forward in a network of people. We should talk about that sometime. Absolutely. When we're ready to do that.
3: Yeah. Sometime soon. And we're, yeah, we're, um, Sarah Lovato and I are working on a project in hopes to be able to bring- well,
0: We've asked the councilman to be a part of it too.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's right. It's good. I'm in. Um, It's good. <laughs> Uh, Working, you know, focus on the issues itself. And a lot of times I I think we feel frustrated, especially as we get close to election times where, you know, we end up talking a lot about, um, you know, some of those hot button things. But it's not necessarily um, in regard to the issues and what matters most to the the people, like what we were talking about earlier with Mm -hmm. tax policy. And so if we could focus on those issues and also work together with those groups that are doing those same types of things, then we're going to become stronger because of it. So.
0: I I see a need of of trying to bring people together on how issues are related.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Too many times the teachers care about this thing. The union guys care about this thing. Mm -hmm. um, And we don't tie things together to where all of us should care about because it's all tied together.
3: Right. We're all affected. When workers are hurt, then, you know, that Mm -hmm. hurts teachers. And then whenever teachers are getting attacked, well, that hurts our kids. And, you know, when we don't have health care, then... Um, you know that we're, hurts we're workers, all in trouble, right. right? I mean, you know. So uh, I look forward to working with both of you on that. And uh, Senator, what are you doing?
0: Well, um, I excited. Uh, excited is not the right word, but it, <laughs> happy that I have a, a new office in Jefferson City. It's on the third floor. It's the southeast corner of the third floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm inviting anyone to come by and say hello during the lunch, slave session. Oh, nice. A little more el- elbow room for me there. Um, a little more room for guests. Um, so. You need
3: that. Your office is always packed. Yeah, you're popular. You down are there. popular. Well,
0: I you know, it's 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 the people's uh capital. Come on in, <laughs> love to see you there. Yeah, that's awesome. You know. He
3: has the fun office. Yeah. So I, I really office. do
0: yeah. it's it's better to have that. Um and so a little more elbow room, especially for my staff down there, uh um Ron and Jill especially. And we have three interns that will be working with us. One from the University of Missouri, one from um Truman State, and one from, of course, Central Missouri State. Oh. Or actually, Central University U- Yeah, you know, I'm, a, UCN, I'm You're a, CMSU. a CMSU guy, so I always good at that. So yeah, with the times, man. Um has <laughs> like 10 years. Since <laughs> we just as, as recorded, I had a very good meeting with uh, Councilman um, Scott Wagner, Kansas City. I like him. Yes, he, he has some interesting ideas for legislation and some ideas within the 11th Central District and his district for economic development. But I really appreciated him reaching out and saying, Senator, what's going on in Jeff City? Here's some things going on in Kansas City. Smart. And uh, you do that very well with your senator, Well, councilman. <laughs> I, I try to. But I, I see him from time to time. And <laughs> that councilman did that as well. I hope you guys had great holidays, had a great Festivus holiday that was that was a lot of fun. Seinfeld? Um
1: I didn't get to air all my grievances, no, you but didn't. it was fine.
0: Um, um enjoyed the the uh got to go to the Kansas City Chiefs game, uh met with the um Independence examiner. Um and uh here we are. Next week the session starts, so we'll be uh, I'll be down in Jefferson City. Um beginning on Tuesday we have a Senate dinner and then the next uh, day we get sworn in the governor's prayer breakfast is Wednesday morning um, we get sworn in and uh, the legislative ball will be that night and those are usually fun this is the one this is the first time I've been down there with my four-year term that it's, it doesn't affect me oh right you know, I'm not new to so mm-hmm. I get to watch everyone else have fun then the the next after session on Thursday and next week we'll uh, the minority caucus, uh, the Democrats will meet together um, in Columbia. It's kind of a, a – uh, every two years we do that. Uh, or actually, every year we do that. And it will be the nine of us Democrats getting together, talking about some common goals, uniting and, and doing that, and then leaving the, the uh, meeting and doing whatever the hell we want individually anyway. <laughs> so it, I'm looking forward to to yeah, how Democrats work. Um, uh so the session begins, so that's really the the big news. Looking forward and, to and that, you yeah. You uh, my old friend uh, um, Tom Villa, who was he was the majority leader um, many years ago, and then he came back when we were in the minority in the House. He, he always would tell people, the session um, speeds up, doesn't speed down. And what he meant by that is that you go in there and it's slow, and you're waiting for your committee assignments, and you're waiting for bills to get moving, and you're like... Why are we why don't we get going in January and February on things? And then in April, May, it's a lot of news um mm-hmm. over and over again. So um
3: there all night sometimes. Yeah. Then,
0: yeah. So we'll, we'll I'll try to give uh, a, a little background about where we are, how we're going and, and see if we make any progress that way. So anything else that we need to say? It's
1: just been a hell of a great show. Oh, what are we going to do <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, see, it's been so long, I messed yeah. up my line.
0: Um, thank you both for being here. Thanks. I, Thanks for I, having uh, us. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Yeah. And um, tougher thing, but I know we have lots of people out there listening to us still. <laughs> and uh, the lecture session starts in... You're gonna hear more about what happens during that legislative session, and that's the point of the show. Um, we're gonna to have town hall meeting on uh, January 15th um, at Van Horn. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. Definitely. But uh, be looking for that in the newspaper and in your email. Get a hold of me if you need anything, and that's dialogue, I guess. Yeah.